here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Cosmos Oracles today. We are up-leveling in the Juneteenth area of uh, the calendar, and we're very excited to talk about the world and cyberspace culture, our citizens' community online, on the Internet Highway, where we meet weekly simply to support each other in fellowship and to share with those who may already be in our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, wherever you may find each other in cyberspace and social media. Now, I have a dog, and this is live. I have a little Shih Tzu, as most of you know, Coco Chanel. And uh, (laughs) I'll do my best to – but people are out in the front yard with my next-door neighbors and talking, and it's asking her to pay attention. Now, every uh, week – it's nice to have at least one group, a foundation of self-improvement and well-being. And we're here for emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. And we have psychic awakening classes with the Ascension Ancient Mystery Schools that was started, which I was fortunately, uh, I guess, on my spiritual journey, was taken to uh, Hawaii and uh, was be a leader in a spiritual group, and I accepted uh, rather reluctantly because I choose usually to be a number two or three and not a number one, but I realized in a group that was uh, a nonprofit that uh, (laughs) we always don't get what we want. So I have people that have asked me to join them as star people, ET5D experiencers, and to form this group. And uh, 
it's been a long time coming from Hawaii till Juneteenth. 2021, and uh, we've had a lot of things happen in fellowship association groups to share, and uh, we're going to up-level our life forms, which uh, some are taken and taken to another place in space, and it's always been that way by those who watch over us, uh, those of us that realize that uh, the divine creation is uh, something of an oxymoron, our monad fiasco, our uh, philosophy that is overlooked in ancient cultures and ancient origins, unless it was recorded in history. Now we're working to pass along to our children cultures through the ages and epochs of time that which we've learned from, be it uh, memories encoded in our DNA or in our cyberspace critical mass mind so uh, if you'd like to join me today uh, all that's required is a knowing that we are of uh, support of the ascension cosmos oracles and the star people and extraterrestrials and the 5d experiencers we're all they're saying that mother earth is already expanded and exchanged uh, vow with the universal uh, divine creator our divine energy, our divine of infinity, if you believe in the law of one that's channeled and we use in uh, the ascension age. Uh, but uh, we also use the ascended masters, Jesus, Yeshua, uh, Yeshua, our caller of many names with God, uh, was the one that is historically known uh, among those that study origins of those that walk the planet as uh, a human recorded soul that also expounded history, including Solomon, if you believe he existed, Moses, uh, Abraham, and the Abrahamic faith of Jews, Muslims, and Christians. And the Catholic fall under the Christians of St. Peter, and upon the rock of Peter did thou build a church at that time when people walked the earth. So there are many world religions that came before those three main uh, that we hear of, Christians, Muslims, and Jews. And there are Buddhist and Hindi and uh, Zen and many, many others. And uh, the, the oldest, which we ascribe to, were out of all the old countries. And I'm in America... And in America, we have many American uh, ancient uh, extraterrestrials that have come to this earth. And some of you that follow ancient aliens on the History Channel may know of the Dwarpa uh, disc. Are uh, those? Uh, they were like small beings, no taller than three foot ten. Uh, some people called them dwarfs which they don't like to be called that any longer, but they are just little people around the earth. And uh, the, the group in China with the Dwarpa Stones or Disc uh, is on Ancient Aliens recently. And uh, we also have the Tall Whites and uh, in our military. Uh, they were here to uh, protect the earth from anything to do with nuclear in the water oceans, uh, we're more of a water planet here. 
where we exist on this planet for the source of all creations. And in the beginning in infinity, we had uh, the abyss of infinity that became aware long before uh, the earth, wind, fire, water. But we're told that we came from the origin of creation was at first what we call awareness of uh divine being, our divine creation or divine infinity or divine monad with uh, awareness and so thus far we started sharing all that is the source of all creations and how those sounds and symbols became history we passed down to our children oh those people are so loud outside I hope it's not coming across Uh, my uh neighborhood is very happy that we're studying uh, and accepted Juneteenth, and we have many colors, and the LGBTQ and the black are people of color here where I live, please, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, our community uh, will be celebrating, uh, especially this Saturday, which is tomorrow with barbecue, as we did always in Galveston, Texas, when I was raised in Houston. We would go and study and go to the parades and uh, visit places in Galveston, and my mother was very big on us knowing that. Although we were from Anglo-European, Anglo-Saxon uh, origin and uh, in our DNA and historical uh, colors of the rainbow, but we were taught, yeah, red, yellow, black, and white, they are precious in his sight. But this is also about the browning of America, and we have – Many cultures here, but being that I'm speaking the business language of uh, American English, uh, today we need to express that the Supreme Court of our country, the United States of America, where we have started this Ascension Cosmos Oracle, not Oracles, plural, Corporation for Nonprofit, to study and research all sources of all creations, but mainly was so we would be a 501c3 for community, conscious, church, education, and on the Internet and cyberspace culture, citizens, community. We've been working on this since before we had the Internet, and I'm fortunately uh, guided as a extraterrestrial uh, involvement, our divine uh, cosmos oracle, and I have had exposure as death and dying in this reality. Uh, in and out of body experiences as well as death and dying and life after life. So all that does is give me uh, credo to move forward and do what the divine purpose is in my reality because each person is a divine prophet if they so choose to be recognized and identified that way because we all are connected to divine providence, our divine uh, guidance. And that is what the extraterrestrials that I'm involved with are here to instruct me to teach and have asked me to come forward. And many times in my lifetime, I've seen these beings, uh, mostly when I'm out of body, or taken up, as many people call a contact experience. And in the past, we didn't really have any type of uh, legal uh, protection corporation or nonprofit that really related to this up-leveling in the seventh dimension with regards to up-leveling as Ascension Cosmos Oracles. Our star people are, uh, really we say mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, seers, 
and shaman or shaman around the world. And these were the uh, spiritual advisors and leaders uh, to those that ran the empires of the planet based on basically their cultures of off-planet or where possibly their ancestors touched down or even some crashed and couldn't get back, such as uh, those in China with the Dwarfus Stones. Let me see if I can tell you how to spell that. I haven't looked it up uh, in a long time. Uh, Dwarfa Disc, I may be saying it wrong. Uh, automated Grammar Checker, no, that's not what I want. Uh, but culturally, we have different ways to say certain words, and we're also celebrating that with uh, the freedom of work, word, and language. And now that we're ab- advertising globally that we have been approved for the uh, national holiday, uh, we're going to study all those around the world and all those that have come before and how their cultures affect our culture here in America, which was at one time considered the melting pot. But uh, we have Chinese Americans, and uh, we have uh, Spanish Americans, uh, Anglo-Saxon or Anglo-European Americans, and uh, we have Korean Americans, and I said Chinese, Japanese Americans, and uh, many, many uh, different Americans with their ancestry are their DNA, which we're all looking at globally now and looking to the cosmos and the stars uh, because at one time our ancestors all celebrated their relation to how they were put here on the planet and they recognized the cosmos, the stars, the suns, the galaxies, the universes, and uh, how we have moved away from that is based on the fact that many people in history didn't want to recognize the mysterious or the ancient origins of the Dropa, uh, D-R-O-P-A, Disc of China, and uh, they're said based on this uh, beings that were left around them as the Dropa beings or the small beings, the Dropa people of China. But why were they there with all these discs that were buried and kept? And they are carved stone discs, and they uh, had emergence of a story that claimed in 1938 an archaeological expedition led by Professor Chipu Te was exploring the Dying Kara. Ula Mountains in order to survey a series of interlinking caves on the border of China and Tibet. So what the term of uh, Dropa, we'll have to see where that word came to be, but they are Dropa discs. They're said to be a roughly uh, foot across, but uh, in inches, they affect how we think uh, because they are one of the more uh, accepted patterns, these uh, Dropa discs, as people that something is left behind as an artifact from another place in space, possibly. 
So we're wondering among mysterious uh, entities that I work with uh, on the planet, I've worked with many groups of intelligences around the world, and uh, for reasons being, I was to be uh, illuminated one by choice or that I had chosen as one of my direct contracts to be uh, as we all are equal and we're all the same. We all hold the energy for uh, spiraling through the universe together. So I just happened to be one of those featured that wanted to help others and in service to others. I became a radio host and uh, began paying money to uh, talk to others in cyberspace. And uh, we have different topics on different days here. But now that I've officially formed this Ascension Cosmos Oracles, we'll be putting the various elements of the stories uh, together and uh, helping others. Now, one of the befriended friends of mine, Philip Coppins, in the 1990s, he was very well known, and he passed before I could personally uh, be in his presence. And I was asked to go to a uh, convention by some people that are uh, event planners to uh, be with him and talk with him uh, about the Dropa effect or the Dropa ancient aliens and uh, how his work uh, was extremely uh, important to the world and what he presented uh, in all countries uh, around the world and uh, how we foresaw the rationale, the logic behind how we came from heavens and those above with a psychic ability to keep us involved with things that may be destroyed over time on the planet because Mother Earth has a way of uh, completing uh, the elements in a way that is thought form to create and clean and wash the planet uh, from a hole in the center of the universe as we come closer uh, to certain things in cosmos can affect all areas that we may exist in, including those of us walking around in uh, humanoid, sentient, intelligent being uh, uh, avatars, uh, even the message is always labeled with a meaning. And the discs were labeled and filed away in many areas. Uh, so discs of the stones that were found in a remote cavern in China. And uh, I would ask you, if you're Ascension Cosmos Oracle, to do your uh, due diligence in studying that which has been related to extraterrestrials or UFO alien databases. And the Dropa Stones, they're uh, allegedly given evidence to extraterrestrials. We have to say allegedly. But according to a 1962 report, they were published by a team led by Professor Shumum Nui of the Peking Academy of Prehistory. The Chinese government said to possess them and will not confirm their existence. But we know uh, from various parts of science versus myth how uh, authentication uh, relies on uh, empirical study 
and to prove the translations. But we uh, we're coming together uh, in cyberspace to help those that aren't familiar with the stories of from the heavens came, regardless of the agenda that these beings that are our ancestors uh, were marked in their DNA encoding, and uh, some were giants, and some were uh, small little people. So we've got to find a new way <laughs> in epistemology and etymology and terminology to uh, put construct construct our databases for the dropostomes uh, in China and the rest of the world. So uh, they're different people uh, stating different type of disks. And uh, we here with the Ascension Cosmos Oracles will assist everyone that wants to be a part of our nonprofit. If you feel you are drawn to uh, historical value of your being and your research, we welcome you uh, to join us in studying ancient wisdom and new thought teaching as a foundation of self-improvement and well-being. And that includes medical and what we're doing together. And I'm going to read our ancient mystery school now open mission statement, which we began uh, I didn't do any of this um, uh, by myself. It was uh, actually a sent from heaven, heaven sent re-immersion of the Ascension Cosmos oracles coming together uh, in unincorporated association, as we'd say legally among those who study the laws of the universe and the laws of the land and in historical value have become known as the legal institution of lawyers. And we have bar associations in every state in the United States to help. And the lawyers pretty much have always abided by what is legal, what is law, and stand up for the Constitution of the United States, which is the greatest uh, divinely uh, guided men time on the planet were led in an experiment a thought experiment of bringing those from around the universe together to work together based on whether they had the similar DNA. And this includes how much melanin they had in their skin. It, but it seems to be that it appears the way the history is uh, written of Anglo-Americans or Anglo-European or Anglo-Saxon. And uh, yet we'll study and bring in the up level of Juneteenth for all levels and all creations of the divine, or the all or the unity of source uh, of recognizing all as awareness, including those that believe that alien civilizations exist and uh, coming together with those of the ancient astronaut theories and ancient aliens, which are irregularly seen on Fridays now on the History Channel, and there are many, many channels live streaming. But we, the members of the Ascension Center, which is Ascension Center Organization, an unincorporated association in the United States and the world, are ascribed to the highest standards of excellence with regard to the uplifting of humankind by providing spiritual and educational awareness. Ascension Centers was founded for spiritual growth education, and the continued research for the communication of truth. 
services are provided as private and group counseling, study groups, classes, seminars, written publications, audiovisual types, and other workshop materials, which is the synthesis of ancient wisdom and new thought teachings and philosophies. Now, we have an Ascension Board of Directors, and we operate as a description. I'll read this. We are an organization with patrons throughout the United States and the world. Subscribers receive a monthly report, newsletter, and are given a discount on all classes, seminars, books, tapes, and materials published by the Ascension Center's nonprofit association or organization called the Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp. filed in Florida, the state of the United States. Our offering is a spiritual gathering place for private and group counseling, classes, seminars, publications, and tapes, and other spiritual and educational products and services. Classes and seminars are formed to discuss materials, teachings, revelations, and experiences of transformation in individuals through expansions in consciousness, as well as for healing the planet with love and light in a trusting environment. Each member is offered the opportunity to accept a lifetime membership. Their name will be placed in a perpetual book. This book would be called the Book of the Living. Each member will be continually supported in their spiritual and educational growth, self-improvement, speech craft, communication, and leadership ability. Support is given to each member to live a balanced life. This includes mental, <coughs> excuse me, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being, whole life living. <coughs> excuse me, making the world a better place for you, me, our children, and the entire human race. I myself make donations, <coughs> and all beings that want to tithe to the universe and the source and the divine can do so by joining me in our welcome and appreciated opening and welcoming community, including LGBTQ and all colors, regardless of all beliefs, because we're all about unconditional love, and love is the glue, and that in the dark matter and the light matter, and all that is in what we call the study of the entity that is the infinity and that which is uh, known as the the largest and divine mystery of all universes. And we accept that all universes exist. And we have seven universal levels. uh, And then there's 13 dimensions that many people talk about in the ancient of days and the ancients uh, as to how many we accept in the number system, in logic, in math, and uh, Pythagorean philosophy that was forwarded. Now, our credo is I, as an individual, all I am, would not interfere with any creed of yours or want to appear that I have all the cures. There is so much to know. So many things are true. The way my feet must go may not be the best for you. 
And so I give this spark of what is light to me to guide you through the dark, but to not tell you what to see. And that is by Anonymous. Now, if you would like to register, uh, we've got various ways to do that uh, for $2 uh, on my Patreon because I'm learning the ways of the world with developing our educational YouTubes uh, for helping to support people can find in the open source intelligence for free is uh, Patreon was set up by some people on the planet, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and I believe it was more musicians, which I've been and a member of Broadcast Music Incorporated on this planet, BMI. But uh, I'm going to tell you a story because uh, we like stories, and we uh, will be studying the uh, many ways that we research our own uh, selves and observe self and other including the Law of One, uh, who was the channel, was uh, a friend of mine in Kentucky where I spent over 20 years with my beloved husband, uh, Thomas Ray Morris, and she met Jim McCarthy and married him. And uh, many people already know who she is, and she had met a gentleman that was interested in many of the things I was interested in and she was interested in. And uh, the fact that there are channels uh, such as myself and others that have been on the planet and studying have been visited by those are influenced. Uh, we are called channels of receiving divine revelation, as anyone and all of us can do. But uh, whether we want to use gifts and talents of that is up to the individual and where they are on their spiritual path are their connection with the divine source and uh, the raw material is uh, well uh, documented in a book and uh, the channel material wanted to be known by raw as a humble messenger of the law of one which we do recognize but some people like it and some don't, uh, and that is up to you uh, as far as whether people want to believe in anything. Uh, are the words that are educational or give one insight? And, uh, you know, there's various groups that have formed nonprofits or uh, have been uh shared in books and uh, at the same time you know Carla L. Ruckert McCarthy in the early 1980s was very much into uh, her spiritual life and uh, she is now passed over into our other dimension or other realm but uh, in her mind she was able to step aside and allow energy of the universe to come through her. And uh, she was the receiver while her husband, uh, well, they weren't married at the time, I don't believe, Jim McCarty. But they uh, it's, it's been a part of my life not following the book, our Carla Ruckert or Don Elkins or Jim McCarty between 81 and 84, but introduced to her through a computer 
man, and this person took my and hit hers, and our, uh, I guess they were no longer of use to us, and I don't know what became of our hard drives, but they were taken, and he uh, intermixed us as being the same messengers from the same place in space, yet he didn't speak that language. He spoke strictly technical support for two women that were authors with stories. And I find that uh, a funny coincidence in Kentucky that Carla and I wound up talking on a phone (laughs) in Kentucky uh, closer to before she was passing and I will have to look that up as to her passing, but I'm here uh, as I was from 1951 forward to do my job, but I always had a connection as uh, do many people that translate energy that comes into their being as a resonance. And uh, the L&L Research Group uh, was, uh, in the beginning, was Carla Ruckert, Don Elkins, and Jim McCarty. But if you go back into our UFO lore, which we also recognize uh, as ufologists and UAP associates, is the fact that there's always been tales of extraterrestrials or aliens or UFOs. So that all became a high level of uh, spiritual evolution for our individual souls, reportedly knowing that alien civilizations exist based on the fact that we are contacted and can see objects in space, lights, and and, and uh, spacecraft, not of Earth origin. And even though we're talking Juneteenth, this is a time of um, memory and remembering our past and our history around the world of all creations, all entities, all beings that have uh, all the same talents as uh, avatars in this game of life and recognizing that all of us can help each other and uh, no one else uh, but yourself can assist you with your higher self and consciousness. And we are the designers and developers of our own minds that allegedly is part of the conscious awareness And how you collect your data or your intelligence or your downloads into your own transcriptions or your own channeled sessions of higher levels of spiritual evolution. That's why I was drawing your attention to Juneteenth and the Dropa stones, Dwarpa Dropa, excuse me if I misspelled that, the ROPA stones of China. It all revolves into research teams and that information that one can find because what all of us including uh, these beings I'm telling you about an 11 light organization or society or group or however because they don't really want to be thought of philosophically or religiously uh, they are the 11 light I believe uh, I don't even know if the LNL uh, foundation I'll have to look it up myself so those of you listening to me now realize that we have a road less traveled back towards uh, the center of the Dropa Stone disk over thousands of years. And uh, 
The Dropa discs are simply one of the many artifacts left on the planet to remind us that some things are left to inspire curiosity, which is the mainstay of our existence and the whole entire universal order of uh, things that keep us curious so we can up-level with the theme of uh, today's story, up-level Ascension Cosmos, Oracles, Star People, ET, 5D Experiencers. So we may be making it 7 for evening, 8 to uh, 10 actually in the future based on the fact that we used to have the 8 to 10 Eastern spot is but I started on a Sunday here, uh, and this is 2021, and tomorrow's Juneteenth. We want to celebrate a federal holiday for all beings, all that have been uh, slaves in one way or another, whether mentally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally, to something outside of ourselves, or even if it was uh, not real, you know, because we are told that we only have to fear fear itself. And so when one is alone, and only doing one's uh, entire spiritual work, we say that we are on the inside, and yet we observe that which is on the outside. And many of us are thought of in a spiritual way, on a spiritual journey, ergo, my radio shows are thought of in the category called spirituality. Now, I invite various paranormal spiritual science, Pythagorean clan, uh, those that study logic and reasoning, and we study and research the source of all creations and how words, the sounds and symbols become history. We pass down to our children and cultures throughout the ages and epochs of time. So that is the theme of today's story as we study and research together in the future using cyberspace culture. And we have uh, learned to use the voice sound symbols to uh, corroborate and to collaborate and to coexist in cyberspace with various other citizens and various other cultures forming one community in the cyberspace internet culture. And uh, those that study the security of cyberspace in various uh, places uh, also deal with uh, the entire world and their location above land or above ground and above low sea level on the waters of the seas and oceans and even some lakes high in the mountains we have beings that come and go and I think Shirley MacLaine made that famous at her on her spiritual quest when I was joining the military again or being put back into uniform and my children and I watched her story and uh, she was very much on a path to learn about channels and those that can assist her. So we may find that those of us that resonate with each other will become friends and people synergistically involved or in fellowships like Civitan International or the Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, uh, various uh, groups uh, and a way to come together and uh, to meet was what I called him from ancient of days, Coppins, uh, coming back a lot to say, and uh, really has uh, you can find him uh, still alive on uh, ancient history. Uh, o- online uh, was once 
uh, a place for him, and that's how we discovered him. And then I saw him after I got to uh, speak on Facebook and then know his wife and child, at least in social media, on Facebook. And we talked, uh, he and his beautiful red-haired wife of uh, curiosity, and she became a friend of mine. At least we talked occasionally on Facebook. And that made me even more curious as to why he and I uh, were working together in space and uh, what one might call a spacecraft. But uh, I must say that it was in full form a long spacecraft after he had passed from this reality, I believe, around Thanksgiving to Christmas. I'll have to look him up. But he is one of my friends in this reality, though I never uh, remember meeting him in person, which I don't understand how he could be in my reality in another reality or in another plane of existence, but he is. And uh, this is freeing me uh, to share with you that he is alive and well above the planet and traveling. He was a Belgian writer, author, radio host, and commentator, and speeches were on television and appearances focused area. I'm going to read you what, after he has passed his Wikipedia, uh, someone has, or many people have gratefully put him in. Uh, his nationality was Belgian, B-E-L-G-I-A-N, on the planet, occupation, writer, journalist. So that is what I am considered a writer, journalist. Known for alternative history and fringe science. In resting place, court of freedom, it says, uh, now, born January 25th, so I imagine he was an Aquarian, 1971. So he could have been my child in this reality because my daughter was born 68 to 74, 68, 70, August 13th or Friday 13th, 71 for Stephanie and Ginger, who is now passed, was born January 27th, 1974. It was born St. Niklaus. Died December 30th, 2012 in Los Angeles. Cause of death, angiosarcoma. His spouse, Kathleen McGowan, married 2011-2012. So that is the beautiful redhead that I had. This is an American author. Her novel, The Expected One, sold over a million copies worldwide. And appeared in 50 languages. March 22nd, 1963 in Hollywood. So, so I'm sure that uh, the Magnum is uh, in surviving and thriving for the most fascinating woman in history. Releasing Writer 2021 is a nonfiction historical and inspirational hybrid as only Kathleen McGowan can create. So you may want to look at her teachings uh, I would say that uh, she, I, and Philippe have an interesting past life uh, based on the fact that many of us go into the blue light and return. Our, they say if you go into the white light, just like the ghost, and Phil, I met Patrick Swayze in this reality, and uh, his mother, taught, Patsy Swayze, taught dancing and ballet, and uh, her one of her friends, uh, introduced us, and uh, I met Patrick also at a skating rink, uh, the ice arena we had in the mall, uh, 
I forgot the name of it, Galleria, I think that was it. But uh, the New York best-selling author, Kathleen McGowan, and the star Jane Ashley, publisher of Flower of Life Press, are thrilled to announce the birth of a press, a new publishing impress, as Sarah Press, Voices of the Divine Feminine. Now, releasing in December 2021 is The Magdalene Way by Kathleen McGowan. So um, nice that the, uh, my channels, my guides have, uh, allowed me to find this because I didn't even know about it till just now. The Magdalene Way Lessons in Surviving and Thriving for the most fascinating women and woman from the most fascinating woman in history. So uh, the original and impactful book brings forward new knowledge of Mary Magdalene's teachings in France as a leader and activist, as a strong woman who changed the face of Europe. Also single-handedly, the Magdalene Way brings to life her legend while exploring how the ancient heroine is an exceptional role model. Now, one might say that a memory of mine is of being the child of that woman, uh, not as Christ, but uh, as a, a man walked. And there's said many Jesuses are five are well studied in scholarly reports, but in one of my past lives, I was the daughter of this woman in France and. Uh, so there may be no coincidence that her interest uh, is involved in a, by Kathleen McGowan, who was married for only a short time, a year or two, to Philip Coppins, one of my uh, past life, and people in this reality, in another reality with me. He was actually in space on a board that was uh, like a – you could see through it, and he had his hands on it with a couple of other men. Well, I was speaking to one that may call in my path Jesus, who would have been a father figure uh, on this spacecraft, but who was traveling through space and uh, happened to be close to this planet and had from around the universes passing through and invited me up on board ship. And are upon this traveling vessel. I don't know if one calls it an interdimensional. Uh, but I was allowed to go on it, just like in the Bible when we're taken up. And it confirmed my uh, belief in world religions and stories of old, all world religions, including that of St. Peter and uh, uh, the rock. But the main thing was the mainstay of Jesus in this time and dispensation because I had been guided as a spiritual being through my life to not smoke, drink, drug. Uh, I'm nothing fancy. I'm just a human being, but I'm a messenger of souls and uh, one who links people together through cyberspace and other universes and uh, has had divine providence bestowed upon me from here and there. It doesn't make me any different than any other individual except the message is that we are all uh, from above or out there uh, in cyberspace, just as many of us shared our life and ways of uh, being here now in space, but having conscious thoughts and mind of the mysterious and curious of the divine creator, high level of spiritual evolution, and how we evolve from unity or infinity or that which was always there. And this uh, I guess one might say my father figure in the archetypes, so not to offend anyone, but as a reader uh, 
precog, an extraterrestrial uh, believer and existence and this reality is the fact that I charge nothing for my echo or mirror of uh, reality, reality to others in this love and light community. Uh, but we are all uh, light beings and we are all light workers. And many of us are uh, well read and educated into the ways of the world, of the books that we so possess and so strive to as expecting to understand how to read. And I was fortunate enough to be born in this reality and this time to be a discoverer of the keepers of the flame and the women that come together as goddesses to celebrate their feminine, divine feminine. And uh, my show, my radio show, is all about the ancient cosmos oracles coming together as a corporation, as a nonprofit in Florida. But we will honor all beings around the world, all levels of existence, and how you prefer to speak of your identity, of any culture, but as I said, warm and welcoming all worlds, all creations of unconditional love, regardless of what form you take, uh, what sexual preference, uh, what religious preference, whether you study it divinely, intimately, as uh, an identity, or strictly in passing, of just knowing and accepting and being open as an entity of sounds, words, culture, and the uh, wisdom of those who touch us in our consciousness that supersedes all other levels of the archetype that we so desire to become in material form. Now, what many of us study in the quantum science are worlds of books that have been sent into the universities around the world including theories, and I was so noted as Teresa J. Thurmond Moss as a believer of the dot theory or that which wrote it and put it in cyberspace. And my name was mentioned in a book written in China. And I sometimes wonder, uh, just because I was writing on the Internet and my name was found, is that how we find each other uh, freely regardless of what, country one might identify with, but most people are born to a culture of origin and a culture of origin, and that gives you your uh, birthright on the planet in order to be identified, to be known as, uh, to represent, and to have a story to tell that is your story of origin based on the fact that you are born on the planet in a human form, in your container, in your avatar. And we learn to talk freely among ourselves, even though there are many people that are curious of the uh, world unknown for the mundanes, and then those that are curious of those that are not so known in the occult, metaphysical, uh, unknown wisdom are searched out those from the heavens came are the esoteric. So I've started looking at a way to fulfill these niche genres with others in fiction and nonfiction writing that are historical and inspirational. And this is where we are in 2021. 
we have graduated to another level. We say that the world is now in the fifth dimension and that we are all here to assist and survey and become a part of each other in this field of history encompassing the compass of morals, of uh, ethnic origin, of uh, servitude, and how we claim our spiritual essence among all, including scholars and warriors and leaders and mystics and all those who came before in this test of being here globally, intellectually, and otherwise logical, and even using mathematics and uh, cryptic words of uh, philosophy, even in music, sounds, and symbols. It's all about giving and lighting up that which may be of the dark, because it all started as an equal. Infinity or that which never existed or that which everything existed because we are all of a journey to find foremost that which we evaluate as leveling up in our intellectual and loving cosmos of the being that is all and we connect to as the divine source. So even in science now, we know uh, we study spiritual science together in the Ascension Cosmos and uh, your messengers, your oracles, your, your, your extraterrestrials, your 5D experiencers, uh, your ufologists, your uh, UAP associates, your uh, ethnologists, historians, archaeologists, anthropologists, all those coming together live streaming now is a new uh, uh, way of being. It's not really new, but for this generation in this epoch in time, uh, live streaming is a way to uh, share in this reality. And uh, we have various ways to live stream for uh, various groups coming together. And uh, we hope to do some live streaming. I'm making educational YouTubes now, but live streaming uh, is very popular. And it's basically is when uh, your streaming, uh, your streaming video is sent over the internet in real time without first being recorded and stored. So you go live like I am now in today's broadcast and video games and streams of social media and how we live stream is very popular now. So uh, that's how many of you are hearing me now. And I am one to tell a story of uh, how I came and went from this planet in death and dying past life experiences, and how uh, I came back no matter what happened uh, as a child with uh, hepatitis, and they changed my blood out with one of the first uh, machines brought up from New Orleans to Louisiana to save my life or to clean my blood, and I guess it did, although I saw angels above or people above or extraterrestrials above or those beings outside of my body, as I said, above my body. So an out-of-body experience uh, was like live streaming to myself one night <laughs> uh, for learning that I could be out of body. And with that became an easy stream of live streaming as a human creation that knew how to come in and out of my own body. And I died again uh, 
when I had placenta previa, again, blood involved blood, or the, that which we always thought of as the essence of life or in the lifeblood. And uh, placenta previa, I had uh, fallen at one time going, uh, I believe, teaching twirling in Houston as a spinneret fell uh, on my bottom uh, derriere, and uh, <laughs> apparently that's when I tore a hole in the side of my uh, uterus and was had a slow leak, I guess, until that morning when my baby was delivered and I, I was rushed to the hospital at 5 in the morning after seeing a big, large plump in the commode calling my mother and met her. Oh, they came and got me and they took me to the hospital, and I passed uh, in the emergency room after my body had already been prepared for surgery, emergency surgery, but the doctor hadn't got there yet. So uh, they had hooked my stomach and prepped me, the two nurses, uh, and uh, a little bitty room, and the heart monitor was hooked up to the baby I could see. So the baby's heartbeat stopped first. Unfortunately, the doctor arrived just at that time and got over my head and rushed me out into the emergency room. I asked if I was going to die, and he said, not if I can help it. But he looked right in my pupils and my eyes really close because he could see the life passing. You can feel it and see it, the energy. Uh, you relax, and it's very calming at that point. But I, I passed down into my body, and as they uh, went down from that little room down the hallway with the lights over and pushed the doors open, and the man, it was very cold in there. I remember I could still feel cold and told me to sign some papers. And I, he strapped my arm to a board, taped it real quick, or uh, strapped it up with one of those, like you uh, sprain your wrist or something. But and tried to help me hold a pen. I think that was just to keep them from liability or something. Because they went in and took uh, the baby, uh, cut me open while I had passed, but I could, it was overhead. And I could see her being born and uh, watch them clean her up and uh, I watched the clock and saw them prick her teal and put her little foot on the ink and then I passed and went out. I don't know what time the clock said, but I soared up to the heavens again. And uh, that's another reason. I, I mean, I didn't take my body at that time, but my essence was in human form. Uh, one what might say that I, at least personally, my opinion is that as a, uh, out-of-body experiencer that one goes up into uh, space traveling at a high rate of speed and uh, I got up to talk to people one might say uh, another level of existence some may say angels messengers of that place where one might be traveling to when one leaves the planet because I have that experience uh, out-of-body and I asked if I could return because what would happen to my children. But I was told I would experience more pain than I've ever experienced before if I did return, which I have because I lost a parents, brother, first a brother, then parents, then another brother, then my husband, and then my child, the one who died uh, in the beginning, January 27, 74. But she came back to return and uh, had a message of hoping to help with cancer, as did my husband, who had apparently a spot on his lungs. And he died the day they did, punctured his lung in the hospital. And uh, he had told me if they did, he wouldn't make it. And he lived to tell the tale afterwards. They did puncture his lung, but it filled up. Apparently the plug broke, or I guess when they make a hole incision, and has had so much water and fluid 
they say he died of pneumonia, but I was there with him at the end, and I passed that day too. In 2015, December 2nd, 2015, uh, I went down to the emergency room having uh, my process again uh, reaffirmed to me that I can come and go, uh, especially during an emotional trauma to my conscious awakening that I am uh, adept and uh, body, mind, spirit sharing the birth-life-death process with everyone else here. But being a uh, precog and informant and one who speaks of life after death and life after life and the uh, inclusion of those uh, in the ascension cosmos are that which we exist in the all universes, many universes, is the fact there are beings out there. They may not let everyone know they are there, but they are higher conscious intelligences. And uh, I felt the presence of uh, both male and female energies talking to me. Now, the ones that I saw of gold personages, I believe, were also, uh, there's various levels that many religions or many other people that have died and even been on this channel and on this radio show as we've discussed these stories of high maintenance of our souls around the uh, many universal levels uh, regard the history and the research here on the planet for all creations of how the sounds, words, symbols mean something in passing to others that we may help up-level in this game of life. So many of us have gone on to have our own channels now, but uh, some of us believe the history is important because we from our mistakes as to what we do to our human form, our container, our avatar while here. And it's a procedure that one should learn to introduce safe care, health, and the purposes of maintaining one's own essence and the performance of existing uh, so one can level up because there are consciousnesses above us in the divine essence uh, performing duties uh, as uh, leaders of thought forms and this ultimate purpose and goal of bringing unification and harmony and balance within all aspects of all universal studies are uh, freeing humankind are that which is expression of love and light and service to mankind. Now, we had this written long before Carla became a channel, and that's why I started comparing the notes of those who I worked with. And some of these were people, Chicken Soup of the Soul, and people that wrote various books in the uh, late 70s and early 80s. And uh, I was introduced to uh, colors and rays of energy and why we as yogis, our prior uh, locations on earth, return to share uh, in uh, up-leveling. I don't know any other way to say it, but those who believe uh, in the monad or in the unconscious or in the conscious, the superhuman behavior and those of extraterrestrial origin. Now, uh, many have asked me to help in the creative expression of channeling, start, begin teaching again, because I've been away for many, many years and as a teacher. Matter of fact, I stopped really teaching uh, in 1994 because I was asked to take on a 
case for the government and to help because of the extraterrestrial uh, amplification, even though we had had historically studied and were organizing events. And uh, I actually went to some events uh, for uh, Body, Mind, Spirit or Whole Life Expos, and I met Sean David Morton in New York at one. At that time, uh, he wanted a booth where I was to be. I believe that was 93 or 94 before I was assigned to my husband or the man who I'd spend 20 years and back with above space. Uh, there's a 20 year and back program, uh, even here on Earth, where you can serve 20 years in a career and with the government and retire, but also off planet, which was interesting. So now we have uh, space and astronauts and uh, those who can come and go in human form into space. And we understand uh, some of the names you may recognize. Jeff Bezos, one of the leading uh, beings on the planet uh, that has changed the world. And Sir Richard Branson are the three that come to mind that are three males. And we're going to have many females doing the same. But how you acquire and meditate uh, the state of being isn't maybe something they know or talk about anyway to the populace. So there are beings such as myself of the uh, beings who channel and stream and uh, help you with more information in our corporation that will vote with our voting power of our vote in America and how we will affect the entire world with uh, being of worthiness to share. Let me get this. Um, let me see. I'm going to put you on hold for just a minute because that's Richard calling me. And I don't know if he can get on. Most recent call. Hold on. Uh, he'll just have to call in. Richard, uh, this won't let me. Let's see. Okay. I'm back. So uh, I was speaking to Richard for there for a moment. I apologize. Uh, people, you have to stay abreast of what's happening in your life based on cyberspace culture. And this show's been up, and the emails were sent, and he said he didn't get them. But this is a time when we have to be aware that there's so much information to our avatar and our being and our constant container that even though we each do our best, am I my brother's keeper is one of the messages that we are all connected and unified. And if we are truly psychic and have this ability to stay in tune with others, we shouldn't have others calling to remind us of when things are or when we are invited. But this show does put, and I put the names in the space so I know that everything is documented for people to be aware if they are to be a part of us and uh, they shouldn't have to be reminded they should feel it and this is part of the new live streaming that we'll be getting into for those that are wanting to be a part of something greater than themselves and be in service so Kathleen McGowan's journey is to become a foremost expert in the field of women's history, which encompasses decades of research and global travel, as well as her own life's initiations. And Kathleen has spent over 30 years studying the legends of Mary Magdalene in France and that of the women who claimed 
2,000 years, her as a spiritual godmother, and queens, warriors, scholars, scholars, mystics, women who changed the world but have been unsung. So as the New York Times and global best-selling author of the Magdalene Line Trilogy, her, her book broke foreign language distribution records, appearing in 40-plus languages, even while the content was controversial and ahead of its time. So uh, Asherah Press is an imprint of Flower of Life Press. And I am not a part of that, but I am reporting on it because it has only come into my consciousness during this live streaming. So I must have connected for a reason uh, as the Dwarpa disc and as Richard calling in uh, to find out that I am already here and speaking to those of you that will listen. And I can speak to you if you want to learn how to channel yourself there are ways to help yourself in consciousness your subconscious your superconscious, and not be thinking that it is not part of you but is actually part of everything that you are at the deepest levels of reality in your global travel universal travel if you learn to do out of body experiences and those type of behaviors of uh, studying one's existence as attached to all that is, it's very uh, cleansing to know that one is attached even if one is not of human form. And there are beings that come to this planet that know of the many universes and uh, the multiverse theory of what is and what is reality. And everything that Philip Coppin studied is uh, worth going back and seeing and uh, revisiting if you can find it. Uh, He was very intelligent, and he was a teacher. And I haven't even studied everything he's done. Just to study another's life is so time-consuming. But claiming uh, the Dropa disc as authentic artifacts of those beings that were small, and then we have those of the heavens came of the Anunnaki that were tall giants. And some, including uh, Disc and then the Eric Von Daniken or Donican story, uh, is said to lead to uh, unknown languages, are those which he could decipher and discuss. It was he and his studies, Eric Von Daniken, uh, the study of human mind and uh, languages, that he wrote his own book that affected many of us. So is alien implanted history a thing? I believe so. I also believe that they are there watching us. And these uh, Dropa discs are Neolithic period, 3000 before Christ existed. And we used to say uh, after death and before death of that one human being. And now globally, internationally, I don't know if AD and um, let me look. A, I'm going to put AD period, Amino Domini. Let's see what it, definition of AD, common errors in English. As far as back as 1906, Lord Abbey, an Englishman, uttered the following the House of Lords The unrest in Europe, the spread of socialism, and ominous rise of anarchism are warning to the governments and ruling classes. That condition of the working classes in Europe is becoming intolerable, 
and that if a revolution is to be avoided, some steps must be taken to increase. I've got AD definition. I don't know what in the Christian era used before dates after the supposed year Christ was born in AD 200, AD Anno Domini, A-N-N-O-D-O-M-I-N-I. So that was used after death of the Christ. Now, uh, Americans in everything I grew up was BCE before Christ existed and after death or Anno Domini. Now, I don't know if others want to uh, talk in that reality now, but that was the one I was raised in as an American and in the American schools that were provided me. I didn't go to private school. I went to uh, those that are offered to families in the middle class or lower middle or to all, I guess, schools. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about Absonius, a rhetorician of Antioch, A.D. 315, wrote and translated uh, a treatise and converted it into Latin prose. And uh, the fables, 1327 A.D., he was sent on a diplomatic mission to Venice by the emperor Andronicus the Elder. And the Calamites gradually thickening around the Eastern Empire and the fall of Constantinople, which was 1453 AD, combined with other events to promote the rapid restoration of learning in Italy and with that recovery of learning, the revival of an interest in the fables of Aesop and is closely identified in our classic literature. Now, in 1546 A.D., the second printed edition of the collection of the fables made by Planutus uh, was issued from the printing press of Robert Stevens, in which were inserted some additional fables. Now, 250 by another as late as Emperor Sevenus, who died A.D. 235, while others made him a contemporary with Phaedrus in the time of Augustus. They say a pagan temple stood where Notre Dame or Notre Dame, depending on how you want to say it, Notre Dame, now stands as the old Roman days, 18 or 20 centuries ago, remained of or is still preserved in Paris, and that a Christian church took its place about A.D. 300. Another took the place of that in A.D. 500, and that the foundations of the present cathedral were laid about A.D. As now, we have fragment Strasbourg Greek papyri 55 or the 2nd century A.D., a little under 300 years from A.D. 618 to 906, the period of the T or Tang dynasty and the great age of Chinese poetry had come and gone. Now, as far back as 1906 A.D., Lord Avebury, an Englishman uttered the following in the House of Lords. The unrest in Europe, the spread of socialism, and the ominous rise of anarchism are warnings to the governments and the ruling class that the condition of the working classes in Europe is becoming intolerable and that if a revolution is to be avoided, some steps must be taken to increase wages, reduce the hours of labor, and lower the price of the necessaries of life. The Wall Street Journal, a stock gamester's publication, <laughs> commenting upon Lord Asbury's speech, said, 
These words were spoken by an aristocrat and a member of the most conservative body in all Europe. It was the very beginning of the 20th century A.D. that the International Organization of the Socialists finally formulated their long-maturing policy on war. On May 21, 1905, A.D., when war threatened between Austria and Italy, the Socialists of Italy, Austria and Hungary, held a conference at Trieste and threatened a general strike of the working of both countries and civil case was declared. Now, this is a very interesting time to be talking about A.D., but uh, now we are talking about precognition after death, but before Christ existed, and this general uh, speech of stories brought forth for the Ascension Cosmos oracles as that time and space didn't exist and was a creation of humankind on this planet to tell uh, points of origin as far as the directions of north, south, east, and west, and how one could tell a day uh, based on how the sun came and went around the planet. And at one time, even though it was not thought of as round, possibly, it was that we could put a stick in the ground and make what was the first timekeeper and uh, we could tell day and night and where the sun rose and set and uh, that became a way of telling what we call time and space based on cosmology or where our planet is in relationship to the sun which was worshipped uh, as energy and that which gave us life and uh, heat and uh, also made our plants that we learned on this planet to come and go. But in the beginning, and this was uh, before the pyramids existed, or uh, those things from the heavens came existed, was the original infinity of all things that had uh, infinity, an infinity of aura that we still to this day call it a curiosity or a mystery because it is said to hold all that we exist in, above and below and inside and out, are all things, therefore, are created with this. And this has become the word of love and the energy of light for wisdom. So that is the L&L community that we speak of as channelers. Now, this may seem uh, above and beyond those that don't study uh, their spiritual essence or have time because as I was speaking of those of the working class, uh, William Randolph Hearst, a young California millionaire, millionaire gained a most powerful newspaper owner, and uh, we may respect him dearly, but uh, of course uh, we can talk about socialist landslide that took place in the fall of 1912, but there was a factor held to swell the socialist vote and the destruction of Hearst. So that was a plutocracy find, but uh, it cost Hearst $18 million a year to rent it, which we are gradually getting back away from now in cyberspace with thought, conscious live streaming. And the sum more or less got back from the middle class in payment for advertising. So the source of his financial strength laid wholly on the middle class, which apparently some people in cyberspace and the uh, connection of energy and light 
uh, to space and time, well, we trust uh, wholly on the working class to uh, uplift the empirical study of higher classes or up-leveling in the game of life. But uh, the people that had the trust did not advertise. So to destroy Hearst, all that was necessary was to take away from him his advertising. <laughs> which advertising public relations, you'll learn, is completely different in today's time and live streaming as well as uh, archiving historical documentation, AC, DC, AD, uh, BCE, and the way we speak of time and space and energy in the Ascension Age, which is now. And Juneteenth celebration in our federal uh, holiday now, uh, Juneteenth out of Galveston, Texas. And always, when I was a child, my mother moved us when I was 11 to 12 to Houston. And we went down to Galveston, which is an island, and we loved to ride the ferry. It was one of the few things that a mother with six children, you know, soon to be seven children, uh, could do and take her children over the ferry for a wonderful ride, feeding the seagulls bread and then going and taking our fishing poles and fishing, but basically playing, and especially go to see the parade or those that uh, built uh, picnics and barbecues and had an annual Juneteenth uh, get-together because we were all out of school. So it was the first celebrated holiday in Texas. More importantly is Galveston and with the Emancipation Proclamation of Lincoln fleeing the slaves uh, freeing the slaves and giving us freedom. And so we all study freedom and we all have knowledge now. But I'd like to speak about this following that Hearst had managed to take position of, of the Democratic Party. He occupied anomalous position, preaching an emasculated socialism combined with a nondescript sort of petty bourgeois capitalism. It was oil and water, and there was no hope for him, though a short period of uh, his source of serious apprehension to the plutocrats. Now, the cost of advertising was amazing in those helter-skelter times, and the small capitalists completed. Therefore, they did the advertising, but there being no competition where there was a trust and there was no need to the trust are no need for the trust to advertise. The whole middle class had not yet been exterminated. So the steady skeleton and uh, the sturdy skeleton, one might say, remained, and it was built without power. The small manufacturers and small businessmen at the time who still survived were at the complete mercy of photocracy. There were no economic nor political souls of their own when they Fiat of the photocracy went forth to withdraw their advertisements from the Hearst papers. Hearst made a gallant fight. He bought his papers, and he brought them out of a loss of a million and a half each month. He continued to publish the advertisements for which he no longer received pay. Again, the fiat of the photocracy went forth. And the small businessmen and manufacturers swamped him with a flood of notices that he must discontinue running their old advertisements. Hearst persisted. Injunctions were served on him. Still, he persisted. He continued for six months 
imprisonment for contempt of court in disobeying the injunctions. While he was bankrupted by countless damage suits, he had no chance. The plutocracy had passed sentence on him. The courts were in the hands of plutocracy to carry the sentence out, and hers crashed also to destruction in the Democratic Party that he had so recently captured. With the destruction of Hearst and the Democratic Party, there were only two paths for his following to take. One was into the Socialist, the other was into the Republican Party. Then it was that the Socialists reaped the fruit of the Hearst pseudo-socialistic preaching for the great majority of his followers came over to us. The expropriation of the farmers that took place at this time would also have swelled our vote had it not been for the brief and futile rise of the Grand Party. Ernest and the socialist leaders fought fiercely to capture the farmers, but the destruction of the socialist press and publishing houses constituted too great to handicap, while the mouth-to-mouth propaganda had not yet been perfected. So it was the politicians like Mr. Calvin, who were themselves farmers long since expropriated, captured the farmers, and through their political strength aware in a vain campaign, the poor farmers, Ernest once laughed savagely, the trust have them both coming and going. And this was really the situation for the seven great trusts working together had pulled their enormous surplus and made a farm trust. The railroads controlling rates and the bankers and stock exchange gamesters controlling prices had long since bled the farmers into indebtedness. The bankers and all the trusts, for their matter, had likewise long since loaned colossal amounts of money to the farmers. The farmers were in the net. All that remained to be done was the drawing in of the net. This the farm trust proceeded to do. The hard times of 1912 had already caused a frightful slump in farm markets here in the United States. Prices were now deliberately pressed down to bankruptcy, while the railroads, with extortionate rates, broke the bank of the farmer camel. Thus, the farmers were compelled to borrow more and more while they prevented from paying back to their old loans. This ensued the great foreclosing of mortgages and forced collection of notes. The farmers simply surrendered the land to the farm trust. There was nothing else for them to do. Having surrendered the land, the farmers next went to work with the farm trust, becoming managers, superintendents, foremen, and common laborers. They worked for wages. They became villains in short, serfs bound to the soil by a living wage. They could not leave their masters, for their last masters composed the plutocracy. They could not go on to the cities, for there also the plutocracy was in control. They had been only one alternative, to leave the soil behind vagrants and brief to starve. And if they were frustrated for stringent vagrancy laws were passed and rigidly enforced. So this could go on, and we see American farmers and small capitalists coming together. In the 20th century, there were practically none in ancient Rome. 
The destruction of the Roman yeomanry proceeded far less rapidly than the destruction of American farmers. Numbers of the farmers impaled by an insane and lust for soil, willing to show the beast they would become, tried to escape expropriation by withdrawing from any and all market dealing. But they sold nothing. They bought nothing. Among themselves, a primitive barter began to spring up. The privation and hardships were terrible. It became quite a movement. In fact, the manner in which they were beaten were unique, local, and simple. The plutocracy, plutocracy by virtue of possession of the government, raised their taxes. It was the weak joint in the armor, neither buying nor selling. They had no money. And at the end, their land was sold to pay the taxes. So the fall of the 1912, the socialist leaders, with the exception of Ernest, ooh, a big storm just blew in where I'm sitting in the panhandle of Gulf Breeze, Florida, at exactly 1730, 530 Friday, the 18th. And we're studying those of us to come forward as the oracles and the war club hovered disk dark and ominous over here, the stage of the world catastrophe, of labor troubles, hard times, perishing middle classes, armies of unemployed, clashes of economic interest in the world market. This is all happening again. And Juneteenth, the freedom of the middle class, working class, slaves around the world are all upon us, and Mother Earth is cleaning, cleansing, and sought uh, very strong earthly cleansing right now where I'm sitting. Sitting, uh, I see ice pieces here, and it was so warm yesterday, but they're hitting little ice chunks in my window and sticking. So uh, this must be inside a cloud. Well, folks, the 20th century came in, and an international organization of socialists finally formulated long-matured policy on war, which is happening right now and we're trying to get rid of stuff here in America about war and fighting. Why should the working men of one country fight with the working men of another country for the benefit of the capitalist masters? Now, May 21st, 1905, after death, war threatened between Austria and Italy. The Socialists of Italy, Austria, and Hungary held a conference at Trieste threatened to generally strike the working of both countries. So you know this was repeated the following year with a Moroccan affair. A Morocco affair threatened to involve France, Germany, and England. The German socialists were ready to act with us. They were five million of them, many of them standing army. In addition, they were friendly terms with the labor unions in both countries. The socialists came out in bold declaration of uh, war and threatened the general strike. In the meantime, this made preparation for general strike, and the revolutionary parties in all countries gave public utterances to the socialist principle of international peace that must be preserved at all hazards, even to the extent of revolt and revolution. The general strike was the one great victory. We American socialists won on the 4th of December the American minister withdrew from the German capital. That night, a German fleet made a dash on Honolulu. 
sinking three American cruisers and revenue cutter bombarding the city. Next day, both Germany and the United States declared war, and within an hour, the socialists called the general strike in both countries. For the first time, the German warlord faced the men of the empire. He made his empire go. Without them, he could not run his empire. The novel of the situation lay in the revolt as passive. They did not fight. They did nothing. And by doing nothing, they tied their warlord's hands. He would have asked for nothing better than an opportunity to lose his war dogs on his rebellious proletariat. But this was denied. He could not lose his war dogs. Neither could he mobilize this army and go forth to war. Nor could he punish his recalcitrant subjects. Not a will moved the empire. Not a train ran. Not a telegraphic message went over the wires. For the telegraphers and railroad men had ceased work along with the rest of the population. It was in Germany, so it was in the United States. At last, organized labor had learned a lesson. Beaten decisively on its own chosen field, it had abandoned the field and come over to the political field of the socialists, for the general strike was a political strike. Besides being organized, labor had been so badly beaten down that it did not care. It joined the general strike of sheer desperation. Workers threw down their tools, left their tasks by the millions. Especially notable were the machinists. Their heads were bloody. Their organization had apparently been destroyed. Yet out they came, along with their allies in the metalworking trades. Even the common laborers organized labor ceased work. The strike had tied everything up so that nobody could work. Besides, the women proved to be the strongest promoters of the strike. They set their faces against war. They did not want their men to go forth to die. Yet, also, the idea of the general strike caught the mood of the people. It struck their sense of humor. The idea was infection. infectious. Children struck at the schools and teachers as they came, went home again from deserted classrooms. The general strike took the form of a great national picnic, and the idea of solidarity of labor evidenced appealed to the imagination of all. Finally, there was no danger to be incurred by a colossal frolic. When everybody was guilty, how was everybody to be punished? The United States was paralyzed. No one knew what was happening. There were no newspapers, no letters, no dispatches. Every community was completely isolated. And though 10,000 miles of primeval wilderness stretched between it, the rest of the world, the matter, the world had ceased to exist in a week. This state of affairs was maintained. In San Francisco, we did not know what was happening ever across the bay in Oakley or Berkeley. The effect on one's sensibilities was weird, depressing, it seemed. Great cosmic thing lay dead. The pulse of land ceased to beat. Truth, the nation had died. There are no wagons rumbling on the streets, no factory whistles, no burn of electricity in the air, no passing of streetcars, no cries of newsboys. Nothing but persons who wear 
intervals went by like putrid ghosts themselves a pest made unreal by the silence. And during that first week of silence, the oligarchy was taught its lesson. And well, it learned the lesson. The general strike was a warning. It should never, ever occur again. The oligarchy would see to that. At the end of the week, they had been prepared. The telegraphers of Germany and the United States returned to their post. Through item of items, the socialist leaders of both countries presented their ultimatum to the rulers. The war should be called off, or the general strike would continue. It did not take long to come to the understanding that the war was declared off. Populations of both countries returned to task. It was the renewal of peace that brought about the alliance between Germany and the United States. In reality, there was an alliance between the emperor and the oligarchy for the purposes of meeting the common foe. The revolutionary proletariat of both countries. Alliance and the oligarchy afterwards so treacherous broke with the German socialist rose and would not have surplus to sell abroad. But the very nature of the socialist state, the German population, would consume all that it produced. Of course, it would trade abroad certain things it produced for things it did not produce. And this would be quite different from the unconsumable surplus. So this, as oracles of the planet, is a lesson we teach to be remembered because of this time when the German emperor became known as usual. The oligarchy will believe it has done right. Now, this all is taken from uh, chapter 13 of the general strike but we are seeing this now after a year later when people have died George Floyd in Juneteenth a year ago in Juneteenth being a federal holiday people of color maybe we can say work towards the freedom of others especially for Juneteenth but upleveling our cosmos is also important and making it known among all beings, all star people, all extraterrestrials, all 5D experiencers, all ufologists, alienologists, and all those that study life in general and the meaning and the holiday and Juneteenth 20th. Juneteenth is June 19th, but the meaning of holidays and observances, just like this radio show, is a time of remembrance. Juneteenth is a freedom day, a jubilee, a, a jubilee day, and a celebration of liberation, American holiday. On June 19, 1865, the Emancipation Proclamation was held was read to enslaved Africans, also called Observance Day by residents of the United States, especially African Americans. Now, we're going to have the emancipation of the last remaining enslaved African Americans in the Confederacy. The observance explored and celebrated African American history and heritage, its ethnic and historical 
So we have related topics of Emancipation Proclamation, Abraham Lincoln, Black History Month, Racism, George Floyd, Protest, Incredibly Important Moment is the History of Juneteenth, all regardless if they're black Americans, people of color, including Spanish Americans, Korean Americans, Chinese Americans, Japanese Americans, Spanish Americans, Mexican Americans, Anglo European Americans, regardless of the melanin and the skin, this is very ridiculous in the way of the cosmos and those that are up leveling in the logical observation that we use our thoughts and our awareness of logic and observing annually now a celebration. And it may grow from not just Texas, became the final state to announce Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. And how long has it been celebrated? Well, it was in Newsweek uh, just 14 hours ago that uh, it has been celebrated in the U.S. 156 years since the liberation, liberation of the last enslaved black people in Texas. This will be President Joe Biden's time to be known, uh, at least uh, something with his party, the Democrats, uh, and those that go more left. uh, We have to be balanced, folks, especially as journalists and reporters. But in this revolution, I have a resolution on Thursday proclaiming the first national holiday declared since President Reagan named Martin Luther King Jr. Day a holiday in 1983. So the federal holiday will be celebrated each year on June 19th. Now, I don't know if George Floyd Day will be June 20th, but they run uh, together uh, and I wrote of the George Floyd incident very uh, carefully, but did uh, that this was a momentous occasion uh, in my life. Uh, So there's a 700-pound George Floyd to be unveiled uh, during a ceremony in New York City Hall in New Jersey. Now, George Perry Floyd Jr. is now in Wikipedia, and May 25th, 2020, uh, it says 25 May 20, a 46-year-old black man was murdered in Minneapolis, Minnesota, United States, while being arrested on suspicion of using a counterfeit bill. During the arrest, Derek Chauvin, a white police officer, within the minute. Minneapolis police, uh, let me see if I can click on this, folks, to finish reading this. With the Minneapolis Police Department, Nelton Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds after he was handcuffed and lying face down. Two other police officers, J. Alexander Kuing and Thomas Lane, assisted, assisted Chauvin in restraining Floyd. A fourth police officer, Tal Sveo, prevented by bystanders from interfering. So while he was handcuffed and prior to being placed on the ground, 
Floyd exhibited signs of anxiety and complained about being able to breathe. After being restrained, he became more distressed, complaining of breathing difficulties and a knee on his neck and expressing fear of imminent death. After several minutes, Floyd stopped speaking. For a further two minutes, he lay motionless. Officer Kuhn found no pulse when urged to check. So despite the pleas that we all heard of, a, of innocent bystanders and on the recorded videos, they were ignored by Chauvin and his knee until told to do so by paramedics. That man is now incarcerated on three counts of being convicted. Uh, he, his trial began March 8, 2021 concluded on April 20th, 2021, and the trial of the other three officers scheduled to begin March 7, 2022. On March 12th, 2021, Minneapolis agreed to pay $27 million to settle the wrongful death lawsuit to Floyd's family. Floyd's murder led to worldwide protest against police, police brutality police racism, and lack of police accountability. And in June, the Minneapolis City Council voted an intent to restructure the police department, new community-based system of public safety, and indefinite review of Minneapolis City Charter Commission failed to make the 2020 general ballot. So the Minneapolis police contract negotiations with the police union announced plans to bring the outside experts in to examine how the union contract can be restructured to provide transparency and flexibility for true reform. Now, will that involve the future with black Americans and those that celebrate color? And we of unconditional love here, regardless of what color we bring forth, we share a knowing that it is only melanin in the skin. And let me see who this is. 830, did you want to contribute to today's show? Uh, actually, I was just listening in, but uh, how are you? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, would you mind telling me your name and what made you want to call in to today's show? Uh, uh, from Texas, just because it looked interesting. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate your interest. Uh, are you a regular here at Blog Talk Radio? Well, I actually have my own radio show. I'm, Can you um, tell us? Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. You. Okay. Uh, I had Infinity 88 Radio. It was about four years ago. Um. And I just I had I got terminal cancer, and fell off the face of the earth, basically. Uh, <clears throat> but I did beat it, and I'm about to start my show again. So, congratulations! But, uh, so you're in remission. Are you in full remission? Three years already. Congratulations for being a believer in that which exists among you and among us. Because we're all one no. in the same unity. Thank you. I lost my daughter and my husband to cancer. Oh, it beat them out. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, and uh, this show is dedicated to all those 
that have uh, come and been to the other side with the word, the C word, and here Justin uh, found it interesting. And so you have had a blog talk or another radio show with no, another. Blog talk. Uh, blog talk. It was uh, Infinity, the New Age Radio. Oh, I, uh, yeah. It uh, I have Laura Dupree and Carol Patton and Chris from Curious Times and Jethro and all of them. Well, wonderful, Justin. You sound a little younger than me. I'm 70. This is my 69th year in this reality and in this uh, human form. I've uh, been on the other side several times in this reality. And I'm just learning to be uh, my truth, brave enough to tell experiences that did not conform with my reality in uh, being raised in America. That makes any sense. (laughs) I see that's everybody. I think that's most people's uh, issue is because what they believe or what they know is true from their true being, from their person, and what they're taught. It's two different things, so it's kind of conflicting. Yeah. So exactly. I, I, I you know, I, I totally understand that. Uh, you know, you're a healer. Um, well, thank you. And it's you. funny. Do you have uh, Do you have a uh, time? Like a few minutes. Well, we have because about I, eleven minutes. If you're If you're saying how long I can put your voice on the air. Actually, nine well, minutes, and we could go over maybe, but uh, go for it. I, uh, I welcome anyone else's uh, unity, and apparently with infinity, well, something through you to me. Yeah, your daughter. Uh, oh, okay, JG. It's the same J. It's the same name as your mom or grandma or somebody has the same name. That's my mother's name, uh, but I missed that part coming out of your mouth. Uh, what are you searching for? The T or the J? Well, uh, well I don't know. I'm trying to because I feel your daughter. This past couple of months for you has been kind of a. I would say the uh, like. The darkest time ever for you, uh, and but not so much, you know, money wise or anything like that. It's just you actually kind of felt lost there for a second, and that's not you because you can always pull yourself out of a situation, you know. Are you picking up um, Ginger Teresa Faye Parish as a uh, healer yourself? So you're picking up uh, her energy on the other side. Is that what you're saying, or in another yeah. plane or dimension? Yeah, she's in a, uh, yeah, she's crossed. Yes. Well, thank you. That's especially important to me today because I'm introducing. I just got my nonprofit June eighth, and I'm just speaking to the universe to up level ascension yeah. cosmos oracles today as a nonprofit in Florida, and you're calling from oh, what uh, state? Uh, Texas. Oh my gosh! You mentioned that. Uh, and you studied San Antonio. San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. I love San Antonio. I did some of my most, uh, my best training intelligence work there. And I met okay. uh, 
my uh, the woman I wanted to be, although she was a television character, was Angela Dickens, Angie Dickinson. <laughs> uh, and I met okay. her. Yeah, the government or the feds or the powers that be or the angels or extraterrestrials, star people, experiencers, cosmos oracles, all of the above, <laughs> allowed me uh, at times to meet people that I thought highly of on the planet. I met Michael Jackson. Yes. He came to me as a uh, psychic, but I had my advertisement in the paper, but his brothers were working with another gentleman in California and making uh, T-shirts and things. And I got to go over there, but I've been led by, uh, I guess, uh, our unified unity, infinity creators, I believe, total divine guidance and uh, being that we're all prophets. And I had to share that yesterday with a gentleman that was very young. He was only 27 and was told he was a prophet by someone. And he didn't want to believe it because he's just like, John Q. Public, my next door neighbor, and in the LGBTQ right. community. But we're all unique, and we're all adapting to how we are unique. And I find that especially uh, freeing of the soul here on Juneteenth. And uh, what do you think of that federal holiday for all? Of course, it goes with history. And 165, well, 19, what year did I mention of Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation? But we we celebrated it when I lived in Houston and would go down to Galveston. But you know what I'm talking okay. about, right? You should keep up with history. I do. On, okay. I, okay. I, I do. I do not keep up with the news, but I do keep up with history, yes. But, uh, yeah, Juneteenth is a, the slave day or, like, wait, wait. Isn't it Black like uh, what is it like freedom, <laughs> liberation <laughs> for all of right. us? It, I, right, right. I, I remember. Yeah. Even extraterrestrial, because I was started off talking about the dropa disc or stones around the world that were left by ancient aliens or extraterrestrials, and it's a sign of the times that we welcome those little people. They were no bigger. Three six three ten, and uh, they are like our extraterrestrials, and our little greys are the little uh, Chinese people. Uh, we said in space, so those from the heavens came that have lived before, or will live again, because it's all a circular infinity. And we say infinity squared are those waves that go up and down in the universal space of time and gravity. But, you know, we made up time and space here, and we're allegedly speaking from the fifth and sixth dimension among those that speak of Ascension Cosmos Oracles. So you are doing a psychic show yourself weekly and returning to that as a healer? Yes, ma'am. I was doing it. um, I was doing it uh, a couple times a week. you know, and then uh, I started right before my cancer. I started, uh, you know, I was like, what would be the best thing to help people out? Like that are real, like, you know, need someone to talk to. So I started the show. I, I was doing my show overnight, like from midnight to like, you know, three in the morning. Because ah. when you think about it, that's, that's when I had a lot of followers too uh, at that time. Because that's the time when if you're very sad or you need someone to speak to that you can't, you're awake. You think about it. And there was nobody, 
there would be nobody to talk to because all the shows didn't start till in the morning. <laughs> so, okay, I understand that. I was a truck driver for eight years cross country, over the road in a oh, trainer, cool. and that's how I learned about Art Bell and Coast to Coast. I guess that's George Murray. Oh yeah, I love. Now, yeah, I but, love Art Bell. Yeah, I've been placed in many places. It's amazing, but no one's really heard my story or all my little parts. And I think that's about everybody that we're multidisciplined. We wear many hats, and everybody on the okay, planet is you special. You do have a message. You do have a message to tell. Like that's part of that is like you have a message to tell. Um, so, and I. I feel truly that it needs to be said. There's something, I don't know what it's, you know, specific about, but it's something very important. And I feel it's more for women. I mean, of course, it's for everybody. But uh, I think women would understand more, if that makes any sense. Uh, well, thank you, Justin. I hope I'm a, I've I've described myself as a spiritual leader, but that's because that's what people told me I was. But uh, oh, as, far as, as far as I identify, uh, she in a female body, but I always thought of masculine energy uh, from past lives and memories as a male inside a female body. But I would uh, I don't identify sexually with anybody. I guess uh, being uh, I did have children in this reality, and I've lived through the the energy or pain that suffering uh but i would know that we grow from that because that's the only way i could explain because so many people say if there's a divine reality we call the original god with a big g why would he not she let this happen but i believe we're all uh he she it we you they and we discern we determine now in this reality a new reality and everyone especially here on juneteenth should know the freedom of 2021 and celebrate it with their family and however that might be. And I believe through the world we're going to extend Texas and uh, the historical factors that Texas represents an individual freedom. But thank you for calling me a healer. I've been told that, but I never embraced that. So what made you choose that word? Well, because – like if I could touch you right now, just to just touch your arm, I I would love to. Like, I think when you go into the grocery store, did random people touch you? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> it did in yeah, Japan. They, they when I got off the yeah. uh, train and I had uh, worked in the Navy, and I was flown to Japan as the advanced. Uh, well, I don't have to get into details, but anyway, as I got off, I was tall and five eleven. And I have white hair, but as I uh, got off the train and walked out, I was alone, and uh, all these little people came up, and I held my hands out, and it was like something off of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I felt like an extraterrestrial. <laughs> they were all under my yeah. arm, and they all came around me and didn't want me to leave. I was like, what? Haven't they ever seen an yeah. American before? <laughs> And I wasn't in uniform. Right. I, I I was not allowed to wear a uniform, you know, off base right. at the you're, time. Your protect your protect your energy. For instance, your your energy is, um, you know, of course you have you have a very feminine energy 
to people, be, uh, even though you're, I think, I feel like you're more of a masculine uh, a type of uh, being, but you have a very feminine energy like I do. Um, yeah. It makes people very, you know, makes people very, uh, they, they, it makes them safe. They feel safe. Oh, thank you. Well, that's what my neighbor tries to tell me. He's very uh, feminine, and we were discussing that yesterday. But uh, he said, I could see you as a trans uh, being that you feel masculine, but at the same time, you're feminine. But he said, you'd be a very feminine uh, because you're a very feminine woman. And I'm 5'11", 235, and there was never a feminine bone in my body. I never wore lace. I always wore tailored clothes or uniform. I was a police officer a sheriff and and then uh, did investigations. Uh, My chosen profession was personnel information, security, law enforcement, forensics, criminal justice. But my mate, I've really uh, gravitated towards English, but I never saw myself as a communicator, but I did rip and read news in uh, the university of Alabama while I was going to college there. And I was chosen by uh, Ted Turner's group friends in uh, Jim Pyburn to be a 24-hour news anchor, but I didn't see the future as me speaking 24-hour news or being linked to that, so I passed that up. But now, here I am. So God has mysterious, (laughs) curious ways. But thank you for joining me, Justin, and I welcome you to come back any time here that you see my shows. Uh, I am known as a psychic medium, and I don't embrace that. Uh, as well, just like healer or identified that way, but I know God has a plan for me and that I am an ascension extraterrestrial inside and out. And, uh, you know, I look like any other human walking the planet, but my mission uh, has come to be known because I was taken aboard a ship and then people came uh, to visit me recently and told me to start telling my story. So I, I, See, I that's agree. that's it. You have a message to tell. I knew it. Yes. Yes, they yeah, told me it was time to share my stories. Even though I've I've uh, tinkered around with it since 2004, 2007, and I wrote for the UFI Digest in Canada, but I was always welcomed at NASA where I first signed my papers to work for the government in uh, May 10th, 1967, and came out in the Houston Chronicle. I was the tallest woman that met Sonny and Cher, so... Cher came up and said, well, you're a tall drink of water. (laughs) So I learned that term. And Then I got to meet Sonny later on a plane. He became a senator or governor or something, and he and I sat next to each other. And I reminded him I was that tall woman, and he vaguely remembered it. uh, He came in with Cher and his mother to Houston. But uh, life is full of uh, amazing uh, ways to believe and uh, I welcome you as a healer yourself. So maybe you can come back Thank and you. share here if you would like to. I would love to. Right. And a matter, matter of fact, I would love for you to be on my show if you can, if you have time. I don't know when I'm going to – like I, I already plan on starting it. You know, I have my account up and everything, again, but I, I just – I've been wanting – I've been looking for somebody to come on with me for my first show. Oh, well, that would be an honor. What time of the day do you uh, plan this reality? We can, whatever is, uh, we'll, we'll set that, uh, that's up, totally up to you because uh, I'm free whenever, so I want it to be convenient for you. 
And then well, um, thank I you. really well, want to get this started. Okay. Well, you're welcome to be a part of mine. I pay for seven days a week, only two hours a day, and I don't use them okay. all. So you're welcome yeah. to uh, form your show here and be a part of our new nonprofit, Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp., uh, which I don't know what okay. that looks like yet, but hopefully all the energy I've put into <laughs> the Ascension that I was chosen in Hawaii to lead this journey and we have articles and bylaws and the reason I read in the beginning. So what time did you tune into this? Was it mid mid hour? Because we only get two hours and I have to go. Uh, now, actually, but, it's huh? been 25 minutes. I've been on the phone 25 minutes and 42 seconds, it says. But it's longer okay. than that, I think. Wait, but so you were listening? You write, would you write my, I've been listening Sorry? the whole time. Yes. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Yes. So. I hope you learned something and that you like what we're creating. So apparently your soul and your spirit wanted you to be announced as Justin and a part of our Blog Talk family here. You know, we've been bought by, uh, of course, uh, Spreaker and Blog Talk were bought by VoxNest, which was now incorporated in 2018 by iHeart, which is a huge brand and communication company. Yes. Yeah, so we wow. have, a, and I've been here, I've been doing this since 2012, but not at this level that you heard as a healer or the capacity of uh, his story and uh, ancient births and deaths and life after life and owning my extraterrestrial right. abilities and being a part of the source of all creation and unity and infinity and talking about the things I did today. I got pretty heavy. It, I don't even believe two hours has gone by. It doesn't even feel like it. And I don't remember no. doing a show totally alone by myself ever, except when I tried out for a friend of mine, Mike Ringley in Kentucky. And uh, okay. he uh, wanted me to do a show by myself, and I did. And he told Thomas. See, that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> I don't want to do a show by myself, or especially my very first show coming back. You know what I mean? Because I, okay. I would just be sitting like dead air. Like, I, I can't just talk. You know, like I, I don't. It's hard to just kind of sit there and talk. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's how I tried out uh, for. Uh, at the time, it was called uh, Freedom's Lips, our Freedom Slips, Mike Ringley of uh, Kentucky, and it became Revolution Radio. And uh, Thomas Rubin Becker, as far as I know, T.R. Becker, he's an author, friend of mine, poet, and he is the manager. And you hear him in the beginning announced the ACO radio, but he really thought I was going to be famous someday and said that to That's me. Cool. And he, I I was amazed that he voiced that opinion, and he did not charge me for uh, making that uh, disclaimer for me, nor did he charge me for the logos for our electronic oh, wow. intergalactic relation. I had the design, but he put the color in it and – he also right. wrote a book to start off American Communication Online, my uh, communication business and publishing business in 2018. He's been very giving and supportive. Wow. And yeah. So he's out there on social media. So everybody that may or may not know me, uh, just know me through social media, Facebook, basically is where they were all communicating at the time. So I have a lot of Facebook groups and friends out there, but – I don't claim okay. uh, what you called me, but thank you. I I know that I'm well, supposed to grow are, into that. You thank are. You. You've inspired me. Well, uh, you really have. And 
I know you're, you might be thinking how, you know, but you have your, there was, you know, in, in what you were saying, I, that information, uh, I've already, you know, I've heard it before, but, but something inspired me. I, well, I can't put a finger on it. But, <laughs> well, it just, I'm blushing. I'm turning red. <laughs> you know, we all don't take compliments easily. It's not easy. So I had to learn how to say thank you. But, you know, it's all, it, I always give the glory to God and, and all that, that is infinity or, or that which we call the higher power source. And, you know, it strictly works through us as the communicators of the divine. So I guess oh, I yeah. have to go, Justin, but I will, uh, okay. I can well, see your number. My email. Write my email. And um, oh, you have my number. Write my number. Yeah, you can write my number, and you can call me uh, whenever, as soon as possible. And also, my email it's infinity. It has three number eight 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 radio at gmail dot com. Oh, that's nice. Okay, uh, infinity eight 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 radio at gmail dot com. Okay, well, everybody, yes, this is Justin, my new apparent radio personality friend, <laughs> and. Uh, he uh, is recognizing me as something that some people say, and I've always been uncomfortable, and I don't know what that is. It's human. It's apparently not divine. Maybe divine needs to feel the struggle of being uncomfortable in order to move and take action because otherwise we get stagnant. And I'm told that, that yeah. we're all waves of uh, cyberspace culture and the infinity that we are the avatars now in this human form. So we all study that we're waves and light and infinity back 39.8 billion years. However, the infinity was before that and before that awareness and that and the light. So we only claim in time that which can be seen or recognized as light by humans, right, with the naked eye or through the cosmos. So We'll be expanding that now into that which we call dark matter and the affinity that's always been. And I'd like to talk to you more. I'll come back uh, Sunday is uh, four to six. So if you can make it, Justin, if you you know, okay. come back. And hopefully I can talk to you before then. Uh, so maybe you can give me a call like whenever you're available, and okay. we can figure something out else out uh with the with the radio with the other well, I'll show give too. you my phone number is uh eight five oh three seven six nine one hundred and I have okay. plenty of uh, domains that I promote others as I I follow divine guidance and the worst is do I invite to be in my reality in many different that genres, is, mixed genres. But and that's funny because uh huh. Okay. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. It's eight five zero three seven six nine one zero zero. Okay. Uh, I was saying uh, it's funny because my saying is uh, angels are divine messengers of light who offer us guidance. Our willingness to receive the divine guidance positions us in the right time and place for a message. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I don't have the gift. I, well, I'm told I have a gift of gab, but I don't have. I'm not a good orator, a one that puts words together to make people heal. Oh, me either. Me but either. I would like to learn, Check. and I would like to communicate I, better personally. <laughs> I, see, that's me. That's exactly my problem. I, I actually wrote a book, and uh, tarot cards, and my friend Laura Dupree, she lives out in Seattle, Washington. She came down, and she stayed with me. She's an author of uh, The Soldiers Left Behind. 
and she stayed with me for about two weeks uh, to help me get my book in layman's terms. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because like it was, it was too, like uh, it it was too uh, hard for somebody to understand it. But I have the ideas. I just can't put them on paper like that's my problem i've written many books yeah. but they were below my level of comprehension as far as reading it back it sounds too simple but it's uh none right. of them are well enough for me to promote i i have knowing cosmology and in ascension age 2012 and beyond i wrote in history before it was 2012 five or six years before but i was really guided to share some parts of the extraterrestrial existence that i'd Experience. You should put those out there just because well, you think that. Yeah. Okay. I just I, don't promote them. I, I, they have uh, typos in them. I did them myself while my husband was dying, and I knew it, and I was very sad, but I wanted to carry on and get some things out, you know, because I knew I'd never tell them yeah. from 2007 forward, but. Uh, they're out there. They're at Lulu and on Amazon by Teresa J. Morris or T.J. Morris or T.J. Thurman Morris, depending, uh, I guess. Okay. Uh, but I, I figured God would lead those that wanted to know about extraterrestrials or angels or messengers or the cosmos to them in my form of uh, – making me be able to communicate in American, but none of them have been right. transposed into other languages as far as I know, but I don't think they're worthy of that. Uh, you know, they're all yes. just lots and lots of articles and words put together, but I had no yes, train so of thought. It's meaningful, it's meaningful they, because the universe, they wouldn't be out there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they say they God do, God don't make no trash. So <laughs> to everybody right. out there, right? And so I we are the ascension. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's made a, it's, it's helped a lot of people. Like, and I mean, like, I I know it has the books. They ha- well, they like, haven't it's, sold. It's, so I don't think very many people. I think I may have sold. I don't know, 15, maybe in nine or 10 years by accident by mentioning it like I did. Now, probably because you asked me, somebody will go look for Ascension book or Trace of Ascension. Uh, one gentleman that used to we come on a- here, Bill Tracer, convinced me to, that what I was doing was important. So he had me write one or two with him, Bill M. Tracer, very smart man and uh, former we co-host. Need to, we need to, uh, we need to uh, start talking about uh <laughs> well, that, I that do my really, part, that, but I'm just learning I to mean, be an orator or a voice. It's doubt. It's doubt. It's doubt. <laughs> Even doubt. though I've got years' experience here and written books, I need to start over. It's a whole new reality. Well, thank you, Justin, for being a part of my show and uh, oh, letting me know someone was listening. I had nobody thank there you. to know. It was a. It was an odd feeling. This, to me, feels like a whole new reality, a whole new show, and a whole new liberty and freedom awesome. to be more of who I am uh, in the LGBTQ awesome. community, a trans community, people of color. And I've joined with other women of color, and I expected one to be on here of New Jersey. She was going to be here, and then she didn't show up. And then the gentleman that always shows up, Valdosta, R.T. Knight, Richard T. Knight. But you can get to know them Sunday at 4 to 6. It's five to seven. Okay. So you're on Central Time in San Antonio, uh, yes, Justin. Ma'am. 
Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining this older woman. Uh, hopefully, uh, it means something to someone, but I know it does to me. And because I was well, able I know to do it, it. at least if it doesn't mean anything to anybody else, it does to me. So that's <laughs> well, one thing. Thank you for being a part of our show here for everyone, and uh, we're going to sign off till Sunday, folks. Justin. Look forward to knowing you, and I'm TJ Mars Agency at gmail.com. Or if it's easier for you to remember, I've started a new one, Psychic Medium TJ Morris at gmail.com. Okay. I'm supposed to do readings, but I can't bring myself to put myself out there with Google. Uh, they have me Ascension Psychic, and I was able to do a party on Halloween for a bunch of police officers last year during 2020. But that's the only time I got out to work, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Very good people uh, that had me do a Halloween party for them. And so people find me that are supposed to or psychically, spiritually led as uh, Ascension Oracles, you know. I guess you're one of us. You're just the younger generation. Are you an indigo? I, uh, I, yes, I am, actually. Uh, 1986. Okay, I didn't know yet, folks. These are just things we set up on uh, the planet. In reality, uh, we use those words because I was looking for ways doing uh, the whole uh, communication on planet on in space to do uh, various after the boomers, and we were doing Bible statistics and all the people with numbers at 6.7 billion. We needed to be. 7 billion, and we thought we'd be tipping point, but it turned out we weren't ready in 2012. So hopefully we are now, but we're saying we're in the fifth yeah. dimension anyway, whether we believe it or not. Indigo is just one yeah. of the levels of, of waves coming oh, yeah. in. We're the antennas. Well, my children, I, I hope. Yeah, we're, well, we're the antennas. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so thank much, you. folks. And uh, it is ancient. Articles are what we call, uh, in reality, as a nonprofit Ascension Cosmos Articles Corps or Corp. It's like the Marine Corps, but we had to put Corp to be legal. And I don't know what it's going to entail, who is going to be in it. I have no clue. This is a godsend, our divine oh, presence cool. being made known among humans on Earth, our extraterrestrials walking <laughs> on Earth. So, Love and light, yes. everybody, and uh, see you all Sunday. Thank you so much for being a part, Justin. You made my heart ring. Oh, you made my heart Thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm going to try to get in here and play a little bit of Believe It. Or, uh, I'll do My throat was cut. I couldn't even talk. Another promise I made to God is they gave me my throat back and my talk. Top of the world to you. Coming true, especially 
heaven that I see. I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find is the love that I've found ever since you've been around. Your love put me at the top of the world. Love put me at the top of the world.